People told me I couldn't do a lot of things. Well, I feel like I'm the chosen one. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. All we are is proud and passionate. I love Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the, the NBA Nothing matters but winning. You're going to the NBA Finals for the first time in your career. Welcome back to episode 15 of Rapsful Weekly. I'm your co-host, Gabriel Chelio, along with Adam Casucci. And today we are going to be talking about the COVID-19 update. So we earlier, the third video we posted, I believe, was talking about the COVID-19 plans, how we were going to restart the season. And here we are. This video is being recorded as of July 18th. So we are here with updates of what's happening in the league, how things are going in the bubble, what precautions and stuff are being put in place. This is going to come out, I believe, Monday the 27th because we have to pre-record a little bit. So after this episode on Monday, the Monday after that is most likely going to be a recap of the first couple of games of the season, how things are once the games actually start. Uh, But for now, we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening in the bubble here. So off the initial start, when all the players showed up, they had to quarantine for, I believe, 14 days. And they all got tested as they got there. And off the bat, I think the initial number was 16 players started off positive upon this testing and then slowly but surely the numbers have gradually increased there's been a couple more cases and so far that we've heard of some of the players that have gotten covid are eric bledsoe russell westbrook james harden who got now cleared to play uh tarian prince michael beasley who had just signed with the nets this season as one of their additional roster spots but now we're not sure if he's going to be coming back some players have also chosen not to join the bubble either for injuries or personal reasons For example, Bradley Beal, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Victor Oladipo are just some of the names that have been left behind due to injury. And some personal reasons, we have Lakers guard Avery Bradley was one of the players that's out. Uh, He chose to opt out of the season restart because his six-year-old son had a troubling history of recovering from respiratory illnesses. So the bubble environment would be too dangerous for him. Obviously, if he got it, that could be very effective to his health. And also, players will be seeing their family once the first round of the playoffs takes place. So if he's back there, he's more at risk. And Trevor Ariza also had to stay back to father his 12-year-old son. Um, That situation, I don't know the most information about, but what I heard is that it's complicated by a custody case that granted a court-ordered one-month visitation during the league's quarantine in Florida, and it forced him to choose between parenting or playing with his team. Trevor Ariza, obviously, for the Portland Trailblazers. And obviously, Avery Bradley leaving for the Lakers is another thing that's interesting because now they have to look to fill that roster spot and they ended up picking up J.R. Smith. Uh, We've heard a lot of information since the bubble has started, specifically all the precautions put in place. I know Serge Ibaka showed a video of the new social distancing ring that they've put in place designed to keep you spaced apart from other players. And then also, we've been been giving a tremendous help by Philadelphia 76ers rookie Matisse Thibel. He started an Orlando bubble vlog on his new YouTube channel which as of, I believe, July 16th of when I checked, he had 135,000 subscribers, and that was in five days. And as of the recording, he also had released three vlogs. The first two totaled 430,000-plus views each, and the new one I'm not really sure I didn't check yet. Uh, Some insight we've been given from his vlogs are the day-to-day check-ins with the bracelets they use as keys, uh, the rooms they stay in, the food they've been eating, uh, and the amenities to the hotel. 
this vlog has been, these vlogs uh, series actually has been like, you know, quite interesting and it's shown a lot of the insider stuff. And I believe he's gotten a lot of recognition so far from fans, but even other YouTube creators um, like Casey Neistat, another a big vlogger, he was um, giving him uh, complimenting his work of, you know, showing this, this take of what's happening, getting some inside scoops. And I love personally love seeing like um, NBA players, like in real life, everyday life. So seeing a nice vlog from a player is really cool, especially just seeing some of the other uh, players in the league. You know, we get to see Tobias Harris a lot. He's good friends with him. And we see him take some of the swab tests. And Matisse also shows how every day in quarantine, they had to record their temperature with thermometer and I believe oxygen level using a device placed on your finger. They had to record that into, I believe, a tablet that they were given. And then this tablet, they had to check, basically kind of track their symptoms in case they got it during quarantine. And then once quarantine ended, there were um, people in hazmat suits outside the hotel that had to test you one last time. Everyone that came back negative, uh, negative you were fine to now walk around and use the, the, the space. And they started to go to some practice facilities to, to play. And the trainers had to be all masked. We saw um, uh, Matisse and Tobias Harris, some of the other trainers in like a stretch out room, I believe. And they all had masks, they're all getting ready to warm up again. And the newest video, you know, they were without masks, playing in a gym, shooting the ball around. And we kind of saw the different things going on in the uh, resort, to say. Uh, you know, there was a boat ride that had some of the players they can go fishing on. Their boat got stranded. <laughs> it broke down in the lake, but luckily they got back to shore. We saw some players were fishing them. Uh, ben Simmons posted a photo catching a fish. Norman Powell and Open Gym posted a little clip of him going fishing. And because they don't got much to do, but they have the water there. So fishing is one of the hobbies people have taken up. There's also the players lounge, what they showed. It's got uh, arcade games, a pool table, ping pong tables, and a bar. And, you know, clearly they've been given many things to do. Uh, hopefully enough to satisfy their usual busy action-packed lives. I know they had like a, a player's night where they're playing music. I'm pretty sure they usually have music playing in the middle of the resort near the pool. So that like people kind of have something to do at the nighttime, can listen to music, stay entertained. And another thing people are staying busy with, there's been a lot of shotgunning beers going around. Myers Leonard has become the shotgunning champion so far, chugging beers left, right, and center. So uh, maybe we shouldn't sign him as a free agent because he's, he's making a couple pounds or get a beer belly off of all the beer he's drinking. I know he versed, um, I think he versed J.J. Redick, actually. Maybe some other guys. I can't really remember. But he, he versed a couple guys on who can chug beers the fastest, and he's the uh, undefeated champ so far. Uh, yeah, he is the big boy. <laughs> He's big. He should be winning. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, people have started to break some of the rules. Um, so the NBA put a snitching hotline uh, into place where players have ratted on each other uh, for not wearing masks. Um, Dwight Howard got in trouble for it um, recently. Yeah. Or grabbing food outside of the bubble. Um, Rashawn Holmes um, did that. Yeah. Um, and that happened right after Kelly Oubre Jr. tweeted saying that players can grab Postmates outside of the gates. So clearly he was misinformed. Yeah. Um, players got mad at Jimmy Butler for bouncing the ball too loud in his room. He seemed to be practicing uh, his handles um, in his free time. Well, the claim <laughs> is he was bouncing the ball, but who knows what was happening there. Um, what do you mean? Uh, who knows what was happening there? Um, okay. okay. Strange noises coming from the room. Okay. Um, one story that made me laugh was that some girl got invited to the bubble already, and she said this season is going to end early. Uh, so clearly, the NBA players are not ready to give up their uh, regular lives, um, sleeping with all these girls and fulfilling their uh, their desires and fantasies. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure the family men like Kyle Lowry and also missing their wives and kids as they go go a month without obviously seeing them 
Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen A. Smith made it a point uh, that the recreational activities the players take part in uh, will continue in the bubble. Yeah, which, thinks, which is true. He thinks, the, yeah, he, he thinks that the players have to get their uh, their fix in the bedroom and uh, calling all these women. Clearly, that one girl got called already. One of those, you know, girls that are like a part of that uh, athletic group of, you know, there's like, there's actually like a, like a ring of people. I've, I've heard people talk about this in other podcasts. Uh, I know Joe Senegato talked about it in his, his podcast, Other People's Lives. And I've heard, uh, personally, personally, I've heard stories of girls that are a part of like this group of athletes that they're used either as like arm candy for the guys that like there's like these group of girls that, like you can go to some of them and be like oh for this we're going to the club like i need to have like a i want a girl around like my arm or something and like they'll pay you for that or they've been like flown out to like come to events or sleep with the players so there, there's some activity going on in the nba and clearly some of these guys not even the bubble can stop them yeah for sure the hormones are for sure running highly <laughs> yeah um, they're raging I know some players like J.R. Smith have uh, publicly stated uh, their concerns and disapprovals with food or the rooms. Yeah. J.R. Smith specifically uh, got mad at all the junk food given to them because athletes obviously need to eat healthy to keep their bodies running at uh, top, top capacity and perform their best. Um, meanwhile, uh, Thibault was, was loving it. Yeah, he showed all his uh, Skittles and, and all, all the different snacks he was given there. He was making a pile of what he wanted to eat and what he didn't. He looked like he was enjoying the junk food, but I know other players did not. Yeah, for sure. It's enjoying what you have, right? Whatever you yeah. have, just take it. Um, Rajon Rondo thought the rooms looked like a motel and others have... Uh, com- but some NBA players have chosen to speak up, uh, saying they've been in much worse. So this uh, looks great. Um, I know Kuzma... Giannis and uh, John Morant all stated that the room and food is fine. They don't need anything special because they've had um, obviously much smaller rooms in their lives. Uh, Giannis lived with his three brothers in a small apartment in Greece. Um, do you think they should be complaining, Gabe, about these uh, small things or, or just suck it up? Uh, personally, I think that, you know, I think they're used to a life of like, um, well, maybe not originally because obviously some of these guys come from like, a more difficult past like Giannis so like he goes back to that time where he didn't have much he was in a small apartment with three other guys he obviously is not complaining about it too much but some of these other guys I guess that come up with like pretty wealthy families or been in the league long enough are used to these high amenities and being given all these things and they got money to spend so clearly they live these lavish lifestyles so I can understand why they're not used to it but I really think that with the situation going on, I think they should be grateful that they're even able to play and like whatever precautions that come with, they got to just suck it up. Obviously some of the food didn't look that appetizing and I can understand like being given too much junk food is not good. Maybe some players, they, they should be given healthier foods to get their body running at, you know, full capacity, which I understand, but obviously some players really don't even care that much. I know Danny Green personally is like a really, really big sweet tooth and he enjoys that junk food once in a while, but I understand where he's coming from. The healthy food is important, but the rooms itself, I think, is not much to complain about. They're in a pretty nice hotel for the standard person, so they should suck it up. Um, I was also um, going to ask you about LeBron. How do you think he's handling the situation with him being on, uh, sometimes you hear his diet, but also Tristan Thompson has said in the past that uh, LeBron uh, eats like a bigger guy. So what's your opinion yeah, on that? He spends, what is it, like a million dollars more a year like to keep yeah. his body in shape. So you got to imagine that he is either if he's getting this food, he's going to be frustrated that he's not getting the best quality. But I think someone like LeBron James, one of the biggest superstars in the world, probably gets paid like with contracts, endorsements, everything. He probably gets paid like fucking uh, like 
300, 400 million a year, who knows? Yeah. So I can imagine that, you know, he must be doing, he must have like, I don't think he's getting the same food as everyone else to be real. Like, I don't think he's getting that same, you know, warm up playing food as like the rest of the guys. I know Joe Ingles posted a photo. It didn't look too appetizing. He looked like he might've been complaining about it on Twitter. I don't think that, that LeBron is getting bad. Like he must have some pull in like the, throughout the league that he's getting better I think a private chef, maybe you think. Maybe for all, you know, they could be like some of the bigger names in the, in the league, all are getting better food than like the average player. There's already been a little bit of favoritism. I, I saw that uh, the Rockets players were complaining that Russell Westbrook and Harden, two guys that had to stay behind because they had the virus had like all this shoe rack space, like all the top of the whole row. And then everyone else was crammed to a little corner underneath the the bench. So clearly there's been a little bit of favoritism so far with the stardom. And I think that, there's no way that LeBron James has the same amenities as everyone else. He's too much of a big name, too rich. The face of the NBA practically, like, I think he's got some pull to get some better stuff. No, yeah, for sure. Especially with the, the shoe situation there. I think Austin Rivers recorded that. And also PJ Tucker is a big shoe guy. Yeah. I know he was complaining about it as well. Um, okay. So also to mention uh, some of the players that have chosen to join the restart even though they were uh, adamant about not going to support the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, some of these players include Drew Holiday, Dwight Howard, and Patty Mills, who have all agreed to donate the remainder of their uh, 2020 salaries to charities and uh, Black Lives Matter organizations. I think this is a great decision to give NBA fans the basketball they love, uh, while also staying true to themselves and their beliefs, uh, supporting uh, the Black Lives Matter community. Yeah. I think, I think uh, it's important to support both worlds, and uh, I think they did the right decision, and uh, they're doing it for a good cause. It's, it's always great. Yeah. Uh, going back to our franchise, the Raptors have been doing their workouts and have started going to media interviews during the workouts. We've been able to see some huge body transformations from players, not to mention the facial hair everybody's been growing. Uh, OG, Freddie, and uh, Norm. <laughs> yeah, got some bushwhackers over there. <laughs> Uh, Matt Thomas has appeared to put on some muscle in his arms, which is uh, nice. Um, obviously, we know Marcus Sol has become uh, more shredded, and uh, Terrence Davis went on uh, to say he's uh, uh, <laughs> he's playing like prime Marcus Sol from his Memphis days, and he's uh, in playoff mode. Uh, Nick Nurse also co- commented on his uh, great physique and said he's also fully healed from injury and uh, playing well again. Finally, uh, we saw that the basketball gods answered our prayers from the free, uh, free agents episode where we said Chris Boucher needs to put on weight because he put on 15 pounds, yeah. which seems promising. Um, he was very skinny as a big man, so his weight and strength will definitely help him defend bigs down low. I thought he was doing a great job already, Yeah, but, uh, but I think this extra weight will for sure help him. Yeah, it's standard. You kind of need that as a big in the league, so I think that it was about about time that he put it on and you know most players that are skinny in the league end up being put on a weight gaining um regimen yeah his his speed uh, his foot speed for sure helps him get to contests yeah now uh, and get like get up there uh, with verticality verticality as well mm-hmm. um many other players have used used this time to get in shape other than our franchise uh, i know mo bamba put on 28 pounds which is a huge uh, huge gain looks way different now um, Rajon Rondo looks absolutely shredded now. Um, the veteran obviously getting that playoff Rondo body ready for the Lakers championship run. Um, also, Zion Williamson supposedly shed off uh, 25 pounds of pure fat yeah. and putting on 10 pounds of lean muscle. 
That's which is very beneficial for him, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to watch him obviously play now to see that explosiveness and that strength come back. Um, many analysts always had a problem with his weight because it would be very troubling as he ages, and even now it causes uh, many injuries. Uh, specifically, it, uh, it results in the injuries from jumping first dunks and alley-oops mm-hmm. and then landing with all that weight, um, putting all that pressure on his legs and knees. Uh, it can cause for sure injury. So this uh, body transformation is definitely uh, beneficial for him in the long run, and it's going to be exciting to see what he could do moving forward. Yeah, for sure. I think that Zion was in desperate need of this. He has a, he's a very, very big guy for his uh, height, and I know a lot of analysts were saying that like that it's going to be a big problem if he doesn't lose weight. And he's already explosive and fast, so I'm excited to see like what losing some weight would even do. He's going to get faster, more athletic. Like I, I don't even know. This kid's unreal. So I think this is good for him, especially if it's turning into more lean muscle, better for his health, make him last longer, more uh, injury resistant long term. I think what's funny is I know Evan Fournier had a, had a bit of a problem. He had something to say. I think I was on Twitter um, about people uh, gaining muscle fast. He said, man, I'm so tired of hearing he put on 20 pounds of muscle in two months. It's just not possible. It's physically impossible to create muscles that fast. Uh, I know, and then the people were saying that, like, yeah, I think he was taking more of a shot at Zion of, like, yeah. there's no way he did that without taking, like, steroids or some type of thing like that. And uh, who knows, maybe the league will check for it. But it's funny because Mo Bamba put on a lot of weight, and that's his teammate. But uh, I don't know. A lot of the players used quarantine to make changes. Guys are getting shredded or they're putting on, or they're putting on weight, and a lot of players did it. So I don't know. I guess it it could be possible, and... I'm surprised Fournier had something to say, though, when his own teammate was part of that. For sure. Um, uh, Gabe, I was also going to ask you uh, a couple of questions. Um, the first one being, do um, you think um, the bubble has benefited veterans, um, like on our team, obviously, uh, Mark Lowry, um, Ibaka, or would it have benefited um, um, the young, much younger guys? Obviously, like uh, Fred, Pascal, O'Shea Brissett, all these younger guys. Um, do you think it benefits them more or the veterans um, being in the bubble and uh, and having to stay in your room and, and not really uh, contact with too many people? Oh, okay. I was trying to think of where you were going with this. So is this in terms of like, um, like the veterans maybe are not as uh, they're, they're more laid back. They've been in the league long enough. They're not like the young guys who are more, maybe more of like wild childs that like want to go out. Like I'm sure yep. Pascal and, you know, other players in the league, they probably have, like to go out a lot more and go to events. They're still young. They want to go places and do things, whereas the veterans are probably more older, laid back, uh, like Kyle Lowry, a family man. So maybe he doesn't go out as much. So staying inside wouldn't be too bad for him. Like you saw Nick Nurse. He's like, this is great. Like I, I do this all the time. Stay inside. I know he had his guitar. He was playing music. People were getting mad at him for being too loud, I think. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think I think you're right. The older guys maybe are a little more laid back use like an environment. They probably don't care to be staying inside too much. The younger guys might be a little more antsy and wanting to get out. Yep. So there could be some beneficial maybe to the mental there, but I'm not really sure how it's going to, in terms of playing, I think that it might all be the same. Everyone's using the quarantine time to get in shape. Like we said, they're doing something. So yep. um, the older guys, it might affect them if they haven't done too much, their, their legs might get a little sore. Obviously like those knees, they got to be ice for the older guys. So maybe, they might be a little more uh, injury prone. So I guess we'll see what happens there. Yep. Um, my next one would be, uh, how do you think um, the time off uh, and obviously uh, practicing during quarantine um, 
well, obviously right now, as the teams get back into their uh, practice facilities, um, how will it benefit um, players who, who like their weaknesses um, of their skill set? So let's just say Ben Simmons um, not being able yeah. to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing videos of, of, him shooting. Shooting th- yeah, of him shooting threes and different okay. players working on different skills. It's, it was like a... Well, I guess it's going to be interesting what happens after this season because if it starts in December again, there's not much of a break. But it was kind of like we had an off season in the middle of the season. It was like those two months of summer where players usually work on their game and they might come back over the summer with a jump shot or something like that. So it's kind of like he did that. It was like a an off season in the middle of the season where he took that time to, if he had facilities available to him, let's say, or people that have houses and have their own nets, they could work on their jumper and keep their game up, if not elevated, because now they have time to just strictly practice and not focus on the game too much and not being like burned out because they don't be burned out before games stuff like that. They had the time to just work out consistently and do something on that level, talk with their trainers and dietitians to do everything. So I think that quarantine in general has been like, could be very helpful to people that want to make strides in their game because it's like an off season in the middle of the season. Um, yeah. obviously for uh, teams, like you're ruining the swing of things and players don't really want to stop playing. It can affect maybe how they get back into the season now, because it's going to be such a short amount of time, a couple of games, then the playoffs, we need people playing, performing at their best level, but mm-hmm. for other players that are, you know, growing throughout the league and have smaller roles, let's say like Matt Thomas, they can use this time to gain muscle, develop smaller things like their dribble, whether they're stuck in an apartment or or just going outside and bouncing a ball. They can do other things to improve their game. And now with facilities, they've had, let's say, a couple of weeks now to, to maybe like stay in the bubble and, and practice before season starts. You can Someone like Ben Simmons can clearly work on his jumper and get the three ball up and maybe pull it out in the playoffs. Who knows? Yeah, for sure. I think also the eight games, uh, regular season games, Mm-hmm. Um, um, going into the postseason is very beneficial um, for players to kind of get that that gate those game time reps. Yeah. Because um, it's nothing. There's nothing like game time reps. You can practice all you want, but in game, it's just a different uh, different story. Players, Atmosphere. Yeah. Players um, are, are hustling, trying to win the game. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, giving you their best shot. Right. So it's it's very different than practice. And I've also been hearing um, the Raptors bench unit is giving the Raptors starting unit. A bit of problem. A run for their practice. money, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, what do you think of that? I feel like that's that's a, a great thing to have competitiveness, well, like within the team, and uh, and making the the veterans obviously work for their spot. Yeah, I, I didn't hear the most about that to be honest, but I I know I watched when I was watching uh, Matisse Thybulle's uh, videos. He was talking. I don't know how their teams were broken up, but like him and Joel Embiid were kind of chatting back and forth about who was dominating the red team or the blue team. However much they were broken apart. And they're kind of taking shots at who was winning all the games and stuff. So I think I'm liking the competitiveness that's coming back. And I like seeing that those bench players uh, give the starters a run for their money and put them in their place because, you know, they're bench players and they're not as uh, not put in as a high of a pedestal as the starters. And, you know, even for fans, they don't think of the bench players as much importance or as they don't think as highly. So it's nice seeing those bench players show that, you know, we're still a part of the NBA. We're NBA players, just like you guys are. And yeah. we are got here for a reason. We have just as much skill uh, for as some of you starters. And even if we don't have as much, we're willing to work hard to fill the gap. So it's good to see some of these players step up. And I think Raptors specifically, we love having a, a diverse team and a, a deep team. So if we can have players 
that are like bench players that are working starters or outplaying starters. It's good to see when it comes to playoff time that we got a, a very deep lineup of players that are playing at their top level. So yeah. it's exciting to see. And maybe that for Nick Nurse, you know, he's the guy that likes doing a lot of movements and different rotations. Maybe he'll use that as an opportunity to um, select different guys for starting lineup roles, who knows, or give more minutes to certain players that are showing that they made big strides this quarantine. Okay. And then the uh, final question would be um, dealing with the, obviously with no fans. Um, how do you think uh, teams like the Raptors and other teams will adjust to uh, playing without fans? But, I, I wanted to put my piece in saying that I think the Raptors will do perfectly fine because I think they're a high-intensity team. Mm-hmm. They're very uh, highly motivated, um, and they, they want to win games. They're, they're, not, um, they're not playing for stats. They're obviously uh, playing just for the win and doing whatever it takes, right? So what's your take on that? Yeah, I think that it focuses a lot more, a lot more emphasis on the skill and the play of the players. There's no more really home court advantage or fans chirping or getting players excited getting energy in the building it's just focused on the basketball and the play so for guys that you know work and grind in the off season they're used to playing silently and yeah. if they can play well let's say pascal he always went to la to do his summer workouts and he played well there and he sometimes he'd play with the likes of lebron james or kevin durant quite like big name players so if you're mm-hmm. someone that's like good in that environment you've practiced there you should be good at just focusing on your game focusing on yourself there's no more distractions because a lot of players say it you know as much as they zone people out, like people that are chirping or fans that are, you know, distracting them or, or um, trolling them, stuff like that, they still hear it. It still affects them a little bit. They still know what you're saying. Sometimes they talk back. So uh, it's yeah. good that now they can just focus on the game itself. But I think that with a team like the Raptors, we have one of the best, if not the best, fan bases in the league. So I think mm-hmm. our team kind of does thrive a little bit off that intensity of the crowd everyone cheering screaming the the momentum in the building when we start hitting a bunch of big shots or us chaining defense i think it gets our team motivated so it's going to be sad losing that and i don't know if it's going to affect it too much but it might have an effect and in the league in general um you know overall it has a little bit of effect on everybody but to say how much i'm not certain just yet i gotta see what happens okay yeah okay so that that wraps it up hope you all enjoy thank you all for watching uh please like and subscribe to, uh, to the video on our youtube channel raps weekly podcast we're also available on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, other listening platforms for more instagram content we got up-to-date nba content on there at rapsville yeah. you can find us there and yeah hope you all enjoyed um stay safe during the coronavirus and yeah that's us signing out peace peace, peace.